You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at BilalV87 on Twitter. And after two days of the WWE draft, I can tell you with complete surety that Lacey Evans is the biggest bust of the draft. And we're going to go straight to that, then I'll get through the rest of the show. We got to the main event match, although not the main event segment, which saw Natalia and a mystery partner taking on the tag team champions in notably a non-title match. as the Kabuki Warriors who were drafted earlier to Raw, and we'll get into that in a bit. It turned out Natalia wanted the best to team with her, which meant that Ronda Rousey... No, it was Lacey Evans. I could have sworn it was going to be Ronda Rousey, but instead we got Lacey Evans teaming up with Becky Natalia, not Becky Lynch. Get to Becky earlier. So they tagged. I guess Lacey Evans is a face now. They worked fairly good as a team. A couple of botchy moves by Lacey here or there. But the Kabuki Warriors, uh, essentially they had a blind tag. Lacey hit her woman's right to Kairi Sane and not Asuka. And Asuka got the roll-up. And of course, you don't counter the roll-up. Now... Before I go back to the draft, and I'll talk about the main event before we go there, I just want to break down Lacey Evans. So, she was picked in the third round on SmackDown on Friday, ahead of Kevin Owens, far before Carmella, who's a former Money in the Bank winner and a women's champion, to be picked, essentially in the top 15 picks on SmackDown, top 30 overall, if Lacey Evans does not win a women's title multiple times, she's a bust. To give you perspective, on Raw, Carmella went in the fourth round, and again, Lacey went on the third round from a smaller draft pool on SmackDown, and I'm pretty sure Ember Moon didn't get drafted at all, but hey, she's not blonde, so that's how Vince works. Quickly, I want to get into the Firefly Funhouse, and we'll backtrack to the rest of the show. Earlier on, Seth Rollins said he was going to burn it down because now Seth had been drafted to Raw, Bray had been drafted to SmackDown, although we found out there will be a match at Crown Jewel, which is bizarre because if Bray wins the Raw Universal title, I guess he just gets to hold it until he doesn't, and then he would go back to SmackDown. So it doesn't seem like he'll lose the title uh, at at some point after 1 p.m. on Halloween Day in Saudi Arabia. But nevertheless, we got a Firefly Funhouse. It's pretty short. Uh, Bray sort of alluded to Seth uh, and saw what he said earlier. Rollins attacked. It seemed Bray was helpless to defend himself, unlike The Fiend. And Rollins said he'd burn it down. He burnt it down. Uh, pretty short segment, but that's about what I wanted. All right, so let's let's go right back to the top because I want to break down the draft. Very interesting. Some very big cameos here, too. We had uh, the opening match, which was Becky Lynch taking on Charlotte. There was a good in-wing promo to set up that Sasha Banks uh, is a coward. She's injured. She can't compete. And this rivalry has been going on for a long time. And despite the recent rehabilitation of Charlotte as a face, she quickly suckered Becky in for a sucker punch with the mic, and then this turned into a match. Of course, Becky got the win before the draft picks, because why not? We got an interview with Seth Rollins sort of teasing to the fact he would chase down Wyatt. At this point, and I like the line, Seth eventually used that he was going to go fiend hunting, but I literally yelled at my TV, shut up and draft. Um, we had a commercial break. We then heard for, heard from Jim Cramer. If you don't know, he's the madman of CNBC's uh, cartoonish marketing show. Uh, or not marketing show, stock market show. This is pretty good. 
So we got round one. Stephanie back to do the announcements, although not much to say about that. Seth Rollins went <coughs> number one overall for Raw. Obviously, he's the Universal Champion. Makes a lot of sense. Brock Lesnar went number two for SmackDown. He's the WWE Champion. So again, making a lot of sense. Charlotte went to Raw, which is very interesting because had, say, Becky lost to Charlotte, this could have gone the other way and Charlotte could have gone to SmackDown. And very interesting that Charlotte and Becky are on Raw. Sasha and Bayley are on SmackDown. But rumors of a trade sort of were mentioned by the Fox NFL Insider on SmackDown. There's another mention later I'll get to. So we could be built. That, that would be a potential trade possibility along with Wyatt and Rollins, especially if that Universal uh, title goes the other way to Bray. The fourth pick in the uh, first round was the New Day. Great pick by SmackDown. And the fifth pick was Andrade and Selena Vega. Now, you know, when you look at the names that went later, Daniel Bryan, Rusev, Bailey, the, the Kabuki Warriors, arguably an early spot for Andrade, but good the company has faith in him. We checked in with the panel with Renee Young, Booker T, Beth Phoenix, and Samoa Joe again. Booker T was all 50-50 about these picks, so I'm not going to bother to tell you how he split the difference. Uh, Beth Phoenix said Charlotte was a great pick for USA, and she made some remark that made it sound like they were valuing women's wrestling more, which in that round was true, but again, Sasha and Bailey are on SmackDown, and they're arguably just as good as Charlotte and Becky. So debatable. We also had Samoa Joe, who really kind of just teased into Brock and Cain Velasquez, which is fine. So we got Andrade with Selena. Selena cut a hell of a promo coming out. Uh, I've heard people gushing about the Jericho promo, but this was so good that when Selena mistakenly called the horse woman the horse faces, she doubled down on doubled down on that, and it was a great bur burn, even though it was a mistake. And she really sort of set up Andrade as the future of the WWE. Excellent, excellent stuff. We then got a match with Ali. Ali, um, this is also where we heard there would be a new episode of the Firefly Funhouse if anybody was keeping track. Amazing in-ring match. Of course, Selena Vega interfered, and that allowed Andrade to win. Perfect. Loved it. We then got round two of the draft. The Kabuki Warriors went first. Obviously, they're the women's tag team champions, so they can go to either show. But when they're not the champions, to have Kairi Singh and Asuka on the same roster will be a huge benefit to Raw. Daniel Bryan went next to SmackDown, as I mentioned earlier. Great pick. Eighth overall, Rusev went to Raw, and I guess being cucked really up to stock. Can't say the same for Mike Kanellis, who was not drafted. Bailey went ninth to SmackDown. Obviously, she is their women's champion. I didn't write that down, but she is. Raw had Aleister Black. Very good pick. Again, good to see these young talent getting pushed up. We then went to uh, an SNL draft kind of, you know, little segment. <coughs> and, of course, Colin Jost and Shay, Michael Che, brought it back to WrestleMania. Jost tried to play it off like him and Braun are friends now. Shay kind of egged him on and joked about his impersonation of Braun. And it was pretty hilarious because awkwardly, I believe, Jost ended it by just saying, well, I love you, to try to make it up to Braun as Shay told him he was out of time. We then got Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler taking on the Viking Raiders for the tag team titles. And it's time to join the raid because the Viking Raiders 
are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Love it. We also got the NHL on NBC panel featuring my boy Jeremy Roenick, who doesn't return my emails, but I love him. They had this weird comparison of Seth Rollins being like Connor McDavid because of long hair. Was stupid. The next analyst, though, pointed out that the New Day, and I believe it was, sorry, this was the host, the female host of the panel, the New Day was more like a hockey lineup because, you know, th- three guys can make a good line. I sort of joke with my buddy Jason that the, well, he made this joke, the Viking Raiders would make a hell of a D pairing. And that would have fit better with what we were getting, but they tried. We did get a post-match promo from the Viking Raiders. They interestingly pointed out they're the first team to win WWE, NXT, ROH, and IGCP, I don't know the acronym in Japan, titles, excuse me. Didn't quite say join the raid, but they sort of walked around it. Go to the third round of the draft. Uh, Raw kicked it off with Cedric Alexander. Again, good to see a 205 talent getting pushed up here. SmackDown finally drafted Shinsuke Nakamura, a steal, especially with Sami Zayn included. We also got Umberto Carrillo, Carrillo, Carrillo. I still can't pronounce his name, and he went 13th. Great for Umberto. I didn't even spell it right here. I just wrote Humber. Number 14, SmackDown went with Ali, who Stephanie McMahon called the harbinger of life, or of light. I'm not even sure which one she meant, and I have never heard Ali called any of these things. But maybe Steph just thought of that on the fly, and if so, not bad, actually. 15th was Eric Rowan, not with Harper. That's a big note, although he's a free agent now, so probably won't be hard to get him back together if they want to be. We then got Alistair Black taking on Eric Young. Black just doing a great job showing why he was drafted earlier. Eric Young just putting him over so much, afraid to come back into the ring at one point. And that new submission Black has been using the last couple of weeks, the dark ritual was really used effectively here. Terrific match. We then go to round four of the draft. Raw going with Buddy Murphy 16th. No longer the best kept secret in WWE. We heard a few too many times, but fair. Then SmackDown took the recently, well, formerly tag team champions, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Raw shocked me by taking Jinder Mahal. Without the Bollywood boys, I could kind of understand it if they were a group. And then SmackDown took Carmella. Raw immediately took R-Truth. And I, I get that these two don't qualify as a team. But I give WWE a lot of credit. I was pretty heartbroken to see them broke up. And look, I'm biased. I've interviewed them both. Carmella was on my SiriusXM show that I produced uh, last week while I was away. And R-Truth once looked at me as a contender for his title. So I'm very sad to see them split up. Carmella certainly has what it takes to be a women's champion. And R-Truth can certainly... Look, he's had the title 20 times now, so I'm not going to be too heartbroken if at this point it goes to Drake Maverick and it continues to roll its way through. I think he's probably done about as much as he can do with it. But I I hope to be proved wrong, actually, because I love our truth and Carmella. I hope they do well. The Street Profits uh, then cut a promo about Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman's contract signing still to come and being drafted. The OC interrupted them saying, well, you guys are hosts of Raw now, but basically we're coming for it. And then they attacked them. We then got Ricochet, who did a pretty good promo backstage on Destiny and sort of finding your own destiny. It wasn't good enough for me to remember, but I remember thinking this was good. He took on Shelton Benjamin. It was, again, a great, great match. We then got Lana getting a massage. 
for, I don't know, 30 seconds, and she wanted it harder. We went to commercial break, came back to Lana, who liked it deeper, and of course, of course, Bobby Lashley took over. Lana said Rusev was never as good at this as you, and then she flipped over, and that was the end of that. No reaction shot from Rusev, but he did a kind of a crummy job of this last week in terms of his reactions. So, you know. And they are both on Raw, so don't worry. That cock storyline is going to continue. We finally got Tyson Fury and Strowman signing their contract with Lawler. Surprisingly, these guys didn't fight. They just crushed a table and a pen. But effective and different. We got Al Roker doing a forecast for the draft. And then somebody from NBC Today I'm not familiar with. But pretty good. Good back and forth. We then moved on to round five of the draft. The injured Samoa Joe going 21st overall. We then had The Miz going to SmackDown. Makes a lot of sense. SmackDown will definitely have a talk show to feature some of their athletes. Though, Miz did have a show on USA. So, obviously a hard guy to pin to one show. But you do have Kevin on Raw, so you would imagine the Kevin Owens show will make a return, so this makes a lot of sense. Uh, But certainly, again, I really think it was a hard choice, especially for that robot in the draft room. Akira Tozawa, who I think was on the draft list from last night, went here to Raw. Again, very happy for these 205 Live guys to get a push, and Akira's got a lot of potential to do a lot of great things. SmackDown, with their last pick, took King Corbin. Which is brilliant. Sorry, last pick of the fifth round. I'm the last pick overall. But I like this. Corbin's such a jerk. He's been embarrassed by The Rock and Becky Lynch. His stock should drop off. Raw then took Shelton Benjamin. Pretty high for Benjamin, but obviously a blue chip talent. Low risk, low reward. We then got Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. Maybe this is match of the night. I can't even decide. Excellent. And yes, these guys didn't cut a promo. But for anyone who's watched Buddy Murphy come up through NXT and then 205 Live... And the same with Cedric Alexander. You have a great backstory. And even that best kept secret thing so perfectly describes Buddy Murphy. You know, we also, you know, formally found out, and I've read about this already, but there would be a world's largest tag team turmoil thing, a crown jewel for their World Cup. I'm actually very excited for that. We also found out Ricochet had joined Team Hogan along with Rusev and Seth Rollins. While Flair, Team Flair, which is headed by Randy Orton, along with Baron Corbin, had added Lashley, which is understandable. And Shinsuke Nakamura, which I'm really surprised by, but happy. Uh, Hopefully Sami Zayn is part of that too. I'd like to see him in the ring, if he's healthy enough too. We also found out that Seth Rollins is going to pull double duty, and I mentioned this earlier. He will take on The Fiend for the Universal title in the Falls Count Anywhere match. I really can't see the Raw title falling to Wyatt because he's on SmackDown, Seth's on Raw. There's not a situation where the WWE title could come to Raw unless Velasquez wins and signs with Raw. Now, I hope that happens, but you're going to tell me that Cain Velasquez, who wasn't drafted in any part of this draft and probably doesn't have a long-term deal with WWE, is going to win the WWE title from Brock Lesnar... And then The Fiend is going to win it, win the Universal title from Seth. And then, yes, you could pull a switch where Velasquez, who's not signed, goes to Raw. And The Fiend keeps the Universal title, which is red on SmackDown. 
And I would love for that to happen. And especially if they redesign the Universal title. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm fairly certain Rollins will retain. Less certain about Lesnar, but I think Rollins is going to retain. The Street Profits were backstage talking about facing the OC, but they said they needed a third, but they had to keep it a mystery, M. Night Shyamalan style. So I can only assume this will be Titus O'Neil. But I'd love to hear your guess. Tweet me at BilalV87 on Twitter. Also, we got the Premier League panel. This was a very nice touch. Talking about chance, a little random, but very good. Um, they started to get to Jorgen Klopp, very legendary manager of Liverpool. And they had some great footage of Sheamus with the Liverpool fans. Very, very cool. Love this. Small touch, but man, oh man, just makes all the difference. Final round of the draft. Raw takes Rey Mysterio. No mention of Cain Velasquez, though. SmackDown takes Shorty Gable, of course. Raw goes with Titus O'Neil. SmackDown takes Elias, but in his draft card, we find out he has no career highlights. He was McMahon's chosen one, and he was the host of WrestleMania. I feel like those are highlights. And that's off the top of my head. I don't work for WWE, unfortunately. And with the 30th pick, Raw surprised probably everyone and took Liv Morgan. And notably... Liv Morgan with her old music. Now, I get it. The Riot Squad is not a thing. Ruby Riot is hurt. Sarah Logan has just kind of been on main event cutting her teeth. But you have to remember, the last woman they drafted was Carmella at 19. And 11 picks later, they go with Liv Morgan. So something tells me... I don't know if there's going to be a title run for Liv. Maybe her and Logan are going to have a run with the t titles. But very interesting. Fire and Desire, not drafted. Ember Moon, not drafted. But Liv Morgan, drafted. Dana Brooke, not drafted. Sarah Logan, not drafted. Very interesting. And they're probably just capitalizing on the fact she's been away. Understandable. And it worked. So, cool. Finally, to the panel... Samoa Joe um, said Buddy Murphy would, would you know, I don't know if he said made the most impact, but somebody to watch for. Beth Phoenix joked, other than Samoa Joe, that Baron Corbin was a steal. Booker T, expertly, and I don't say this much about Booker T when it comes to commentary or hosting, teased his FS1 show and pointed out there could be a big trade they'd be announcing there. And the free agent deadline is tomorrow at midnight. So I guess that's the end of Tuesday, not the end of today, but I could be wrong on that. Now, what this big trade will be, I mentioned potentially breaking up Sasha and Bailey along with Charlotte and Becky. Now, the easy way to look at this, Becky's got the Raw women's title. Of course, Bailey has the SmackDown women's title. Sasha's injured, so I don't think she's going to get a title anytime soon. Charlotte just lost the title, so she is also not going to get a title. So you probably switch out Sasha and Charlotte and talk about a blockbuster trade. Now, the other way they can go, now that I've thought about this a bit more out loud, is you could have Rollins lose the title to The Fiend and then work out a trade with Bray to Raw, maybe for Seth, which would be sort of a funny way to tie up that narrative. 
but then you get Seth and Roman on the same team, so maybe you have to make Roman part of that deal, and then send somebody else back, like a McIntyre, I don't know, possible. Those would be my two guesses, but again, I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys, Apple, all and girls, they're, they're females, listen to this pod, no? There's nobody else here, I don't know who I'm talking to. You can tweet me at BilalV87 on Twitter, that's what I thought of the draft, and just to, to lock down my final point here, my opening point, mark my words, Lacey Evans going in the third round ahead of Kevin Owens is going to be the biggest bust of this draft. But again, tweet me at BilalV87, I'd love to hear who you think the biggest bust is going to be. I think we all know the top picks are going to be pretty solid, and we're going to see Andrade and uh, a lot of these other guys push forward uh, and maybe Liv Morgan push forward and Lacey Evans is getting that push but I just can't see her becoming a multiple time women's champion and that's the kind of spot she's in right now but that's it for me Never Sleeps Network This has been a Never Sleeps Network production executive produced by Alex Ross for more information and content visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com